Amen. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Once you find Matthew 1 and 18, I would that you would turn over to 2 Timothy 4. 2 Timothy 4. Matthew 1 and 18, and then 2 Timothy 4. And um, I must say that um, I have yet, I've yet to finish this sermon. Still working on it. And um, so y'all going to help me finish it. Amen. Matthew 1. Verse 18, it reads on this wise. It says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she shall, she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Over in 2 Timothy chapter 4, beginning at verse 3, 2 Timothy 4, verse 3, there you find these words. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you be watchful in all things, endure affliction, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Amen. I want to preach from this pericope this morning from this thought more than just a story more than just a story I must admit I I was going to preach the normal Christmas sermons from Matthew or Luke and as I was preparing, I had everything ready last evening, but as I was preparing this morning and just reading over some things, the Lord placed this in my spirit. So like I said, I'm still working on it. And so you're going to get some of it. 
you'll get the rest next week maybe. But this is more than just a story. In, in just a few days from now, we will, we will celebrate or observe or however you term it, we will celebrate Christmas. This holiday brings a, light, a lot of excitement. If we're honest and think back to our childhood, the excitement was mainly because of the gifts and presents that we would receive, if we're honest with ourselves. Stevie Wonder says it like this, looking back on when I was a, a little nappy-headed boy, then my only worry was for Christmas, what would be my toy? Even though we sometimes would not get a thing, we were happy with the joy the day would bring. He goes on to say, I wish those days could come back once more. I wish I had some real folk in here. So why, does those, why did those days ever have to go? I wish those days could come back once more. Why did those days ever have to go? Because I love them so. And here it is some 43 years later, and, and the truth is we miss the simplicity of those days. We miss the simplicity of the, the joy that this Christmas day should bring. And John writes it like this. John, John said that we have... We have lost that loving feeling. We have moved away from our, our first love. He beckons us to return to our, our first love. For centuries, for centuries since the birth of Jesus, this occasion that we call Christmas has been more and more commercialized. Even so to the point that a stationary bike by the name of Palatonics is what everybody wants. Uh, we, we must understand that, that everything that we do in life, everything is told in the form of a story. We all, we all have life events, and when, we, and when we relay those life events to one another, we tell them in the form of stories. Uh, but we must understand there is a story that is more than just a story. It has been commercialized, it's been created, it's been watered down into just a day in which we give a bunch of gifts. And it's not even so much that we give the gifts as it is that we receive the gifts. I've talked to countless people, and, and the truth be told that the people that I talk to, Ramona, a, a lot of us older folk, we've, we, we say phrases like this, we say, I, I, just, I just don't feel it no more. I wish I had some real people I can be real with. It don't feel the same anymore. It's, we, we, because it's been commercialized, we, the story has been watered down. It's, even though we talk about a baby being born in a manger, we really must understand that it's deeper than that. It's deeper than just a virgin giving birth to a child over 2,000 years ago in a manger in this town of David called Bethlehem. It's, it's deeper than that. And even when we think about it, even when we look at things now, the commercialization of, of this holiday, and, and we must understand, I, I understand some people will come to me and say that it was a pagan holiday in the beginning. I beg to differ. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. 
Uh, can't, 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 no, can't, can't nobody take nothing uh, unless we give it away. Uh, people tell me all the time, we, we, they, 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 whoever they is, uh, they need to put prayer back in school. I, I got news for us. Uh, if you saved and sanctified and you teach your child how to pray uh, in the morning before they go and in the evening when they come home, uh, you just put prayer in school when you put them on the school bus. Uh, all you got to do is teach them that the earth is the laws and the fullness thereof. Uh, can't no pagan take a holiday and, and make it a pagan holiday unless the people of God simply give it over. Uh, we got to understand that it's more than just a story. Uh, it is the very essence of who we are. Uh, I told y'all y'all going to help me write this in a minute. Uh, we, 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 we must understand that that, that, that this thing uh, is more than just something that we, that we relive and recount every December. Uh, it's, it's amazing to me. It's amazing, Chris, that, that, that the church, I ain't talking about nobody, I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. It's amazing to me uh, that the followers of Jesus Christ will wait until the month of December to be all holy. Some folk are so holy in December, you ain't seen them in church all year long. But let December and Christmas roll around and they'll beat you down talking about I gotta get to church but I found out that if you celebrate the baby from January to December you can't help coming up into his house and giving him praise and worship not just one month of the year but 12 months of the year can I point something out to you real quick it disturbed me uh, it disturbed me that 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 uh, uh uh what's that thing in October? Uh, Halloween. It disturbed me, Tony, that Halloween hadn't even gotten here yet. But the commercialization of Christmas because of it, before October left and November came on the scene, the stores had already begun to put up Christmas decoration. Okay, y'all acting like y'all ain't seen it. It's amazing to me that, that the, the stores that, that have, no, have no relationship with Christ will at least begin to try to celebrate the day two months before it comes into in play. But the church of God ain't talking about nobody, just talking about what I'm talking about. Well, oftentimes wait before we look at the story. This, this is more than just some story. I, I, I found out I found out that there's a difference between fables and, and what we call nursery rhymes. That blew my mind. I always thought it was the same. You have Aesop's fables. And, and see what a fable is. A, a fable is a, a story told uh, in which an animal or a thing is personified. Uh, uh, you're like Humpty Dumpty falling off the wall. That's a that's a fable, uh, but a, a nursery rhyme is is a story that is told from the point of view uh, where there's a difference between good and evil. And in the nursery rhyme, you you have people uh, that have uh, magical powers. Uh, but, but I got news for you: uh, don't now one of those fit the story that we've been talking about. 
This is not a fable, nor is it a nursery rhyme. The Bible says that the birth of Jesus happened this way. There was a virgin by the name of Mary, and it didn't happen by accident because the prophet Isaiah had already prophesied it. That's the kind of God that we serve. We serve a God that'll promise you something, and if he promised you something, you can rest believe he's going to do it. If God said he's going to heal your body, oh, I wish I had about nine folk that done got healed in here, but you might not have got healed when you wanted your healing, but you can celebrate the fact that you really can't remember how sick you was because of the goodness of the Lord. If he promises you something, you can rest believe he's going to do just what he said he's going to do. He promised a Messiah. Good God Almighty. Oh, God. He said, let me, let me, let me give you a sign. Y'all got time? I, I, I told you I ain't wrote this, so I'm going to be long today. He, he said, let me, he, tell, he tells King Ahaz, he says, ask for a sign. Good God Almighty. But Ahaz had gotten so bad that he didn't feel, he didn't even feel right talking to God. Anybody ever felt like that? Can somebody be honest with me today? You done been so bad, son, done been so deep in your dirt that you didn't feel like praying. You, as a matter of fact, you said, if I pray, I know God ain't going to hear me. So let me go on and ask the pastor to pray. Okay, I'm preaching to some, some Holy Ghost filled folk in here who ain't never done anything. Aesop was so tired, so raggedy that when Ahaz goes before, the, goes before Isaiah, Isaiah said, God says, ask for a sign. Ahaz says, I'm, I'm like the folks in New Jerusalem. I done, I done been towed up from the floor, but I done done some stuff. I, I know they come and sit up in front of you in, in, on church on, on, on Sundays, uh, Reverend Collins, but the truth of the matter is they done come from some stuff. And they look at you funny and be, because you're telling all they dirt, but the truth of the matter is that I'm been knee deep in some stuff. And, and sometimes it ain't that they can't pray, they just won't pray. Am I on somebody avenue? He tells Ahaz, ask for a sign. Ahaz says, I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Isaiah 9 now. Ahaz says, I, I, I can't, as Isaiah 7, he said, I can't ask for a sign. I won't ask for a sign. God seemingly gets irritated. He said, I'm going to give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall bear a son. And you shall name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And what I like about it is when God promises it, some 400 plus years go by. I wish I could preach to some folk that's in, in a waiting pattern in here. Anybody in a holding pattern? Have you ever flew, have you, have you ever flown into Atlanta and, you, and your plane that you were on did not get the signal to land yet. And the passenger, the pilot comes on the, on the autopilot, on the intercom and says, we're in a holding pattern. I got news for you. A holding pattern doesn't mean that you're sitting there in one space. But it does mean that you're moving around. You are just circling your blessing. I mean, you're just circling uh, your landing strip. Uh, there's somebody in here right now uh, that God done promised something. Uh, but you're in a holding pattern. Uh, I got news for you. Uh, if God promised it, uh, it's going to come to fruition. Uh, it might not come in your lifetime. Uh, but if God say your family uh, is going to be blessed. 
this. Don't give up because he hadn't done it yet. Just know it's going to happen and, and when God says it, it's going to happen when God's time, not your time, but God's time. 400 years had gone by and God didn't say anything, hadn't spoken to anybody, but all of a sudden, I feel like telling a story. Zacharias is in the temple performing the priest duties behind the veil and the angel of the Lord Gabriel shows up and the Bible says that the angel tells Gabriel that behold your wife is going to have a child and you're going to name him John and he's not going to just be any child he's going to be the forerunner he's going to go before and he's going to turn men's hearts back to the Lord but then wait a minute the same angel visited a lady by the name of Mary between 12 and 15 years of age had not known a man and the Bible says he told her that you're going to have a son and you're going to name him Jesus and behold your cousin Elizabeth is pregnant also that's the story but I got news for you I got rest of the story the rest of the story goes like this Mary her time came for Mary to deliver they in Bethlehem and the Bible says that there's no room in the inn Mary is bringing in the savior of the world I wish I had somebody that wouldn't just see this as just any kind of story I found out that man's destiny was doom and gloom I found out that before Jesus we were on our way to hell I found out there was no good that you could have done to get yourself out of the stuff you got into y'all looking at me funny let me slow down and preach this like this all of the dope you smoke all of the women you ran all of the lies you told all of the sleeping around you did all of the stealing that you done all of the backbiting that you involved in all of the gossip you talked about all of the hell that you raised should have sent you and I straight to hell but one day in a stable in a little town back behind the inn a virgin that knew no man went down and gave birth to a little boy it was just a baby but he was more than a baby he was a savior of the world now that's the story and it's important to understand that it's more than the story it is your bail money it is your get out of jail free card it is your not guilty verdict somebody ain't got it yet if Jesus had not been born, you would be preparing to bust hell wide open. You wouldn't see big mama them. You wouldn't see grandmama them. But Jesus loved you so much that he was born in a stable route. That's the story. The story. And see, the problem, Dr. Freeman is 
We have, we have likened this baby, oh God, to all other babies. And y'all know how we do. They're so cute when they smile. They're so cute when they can't talk. They're so cute when they're eating baby food. But mess around and let the baby grow. You start saying, I wish he would get somewhere. Sit down. You're trying to drive alone in your car. And they're sitting in the baby seat, in the back seat, carrying on a conversation with you and whoever would listen. And you're thinking to yourself, I wish they would just hush and go to sleep. You go from changing diapers that don't smell like much, but then all of a sudden they start eating real food. And you start saying, you're going to have to learn how to go to the bathroom yourself. We've taken the baby that is wrapped in the manger and likened him to just any baby. But I got news for you. The baby that was in the manger was more than just any baby. He was a king of kings. He's a Lord of Lords. Wise men traveled from afar. Guided by a shining star. He's different than any baby. They brought gold and frankincense and myrrh and placed it at his feet. He's different than any baby. He's a king of kings, the Lord of lords, and the government, good God of money, shall be on his shoulder and they shall call him wonderful, counselor, mighty God. Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. He's more than little Junior. He's more than little Sally. He is my all and my own. It's more than a story. It's more than a story. So you may, you may wonder, and I'm done. I'm done. I hope y'all record in this second. I can write it down. I'm done. But you may wonder, uh, what's the problem? Timothy writes the problem. Timothy says that a time is going to come. It's going to be so commercialized. They're going to think more about BMX bikes and, and game boys and hoverboards. Timothy says that a time will come when the world will not endure sound doctrine. You, you, may, you may wonder, well, what's the problem? Why, why is it that? And I ain't talking about nobody. But you may wonder why it is that, that I don't feel 
that old loving feeling. I, I don't feel the joy that Christmas would bring. Uh, uh, you got to ask yourself a question. Uh, have I been commercialized uh, into thinking that it's just a story? Uh, I got to get back to the essence of the story. Uh, because if I can get back to the essence of the story, uh, I can see my deliverance. Uh, if I can get back to the essence of the story, uh, I can shout my joy uh, when Christmas rolls around. Uh, if I can get back uh, to the essence of the story, uh, it's not about uh, receiving a gift. Uh, it's about giving a gift. That's why God said it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. Some of y'all sitting up in here right now with your faces all twisted like you're sipping on lemon juice because you done made up in your mind who ain't going to give you what. I stopped by on my way to glory to let somebody know your present has already been given. One day in a stable room, God saw fit to give you the best gift that money could buy. The Bible says that God emptied out himself. I heard somebody say it's the thought that counts. Is there anybody here that realizes that God has you on his mind? If it's the thought that counts, God decided that the best thing to give you wasn't another car, wasn't another house, wasn't a new pair of shoes, wasn't some clothes wasn't any money the best thing that God could have gave was himself so the Bible says he adorned flesh good God Almighty and came down through 42 generations just for you and just for me what's the problem we've been so commercialized that a time has come where we cannot endure sound doctrine what is doctrine. Doctrine is that thing I believe. Is there anybody here that truly believe that a virgin gave birth to the Son of God? Is there anybody here that truly believe that Mary had a baby and they laid him in a manger? Is there anybody here that truly believes the doctrine that we preach is sound it's solid it's been the same for over 2,000 years but a time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine a time will come when they're going to desire to have teachers and preachers and commercials and people, and friends, and parents, and mamas, and daddies that tell them what they want to hear. Y'all looking kind of funny. I'm feeling good. I feel like starting over. See, the problem with Christmas is that we don't celebrate it the way it was intended. It's about the birth of a baby. But not just any baby. A baby that jump starts your life. A baby that comes into the picture when your life is dim and doom and gloom. Maybe your life has been a struggle over the last few weeks of the last few months of the last few years. This is a good time to celebrate hope. Is there anybody here that 
can celebrate hope born in a manger wrapped in swallowed clothes can you celebrate hope so time will come time will come time will come where they're not a door sound doctrine but they're going they're going to go out and pick their teachers and preachers man will pick their own teachers and preachers Man will shoot down the teachers and preachers that God sent them, but they're going to pick their own. They're going to look for somebody that's going to, look at what it says, tickle their ears. Somebody that's going to tell them what they want to hear. Somebody, somebody that's going to take the bad and the ugly out of the story. You know, there's some preachers that won't preach the bad and the ugly. And I ain't got to call no name, but y'all watch them on TV. There's some preachers that won't preach the bad and the ugly. Yeah. I ain't got to call no name, but their churches are overflowing this morning because there are some preachers that won't preach the bad and the ugly. But I got to stand flat-footed and tell you that if you don't live right, you will experience the bad and the ugly. I'm, I'm, I'm finished. I'm finished. He says, he says they will not, they will not endure sound doctrine because they have, they need the ears. The ears are itching. They need, they need somebody to scratch their ears for them. They need self-help sermons. They don't need sermons that make them take an introspective uh, a glance at themselves. Finding teachers and preachers for themselves. They, they would turn their ears away from the truth. This is more than just a story. Be turned aside to fables. This is more than a fable. This is more than a story. See this, I, I don't know much about Humpty Dumpty falling off the wall. I don't know much about Humpty Dumpty having a great fall. I don't know much about little Bo Peep who lost his sheep. I don't know much about Tom, Tom, the Piper's son. But I do know Mary had a little lamb. And I do know his fleece was white as snow. And I do know that everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. I, I do know he followed out of school one day, even though the teacher said it was against the rule. Mary had a little lamb. That's the good. But that's the bad. Because one Friday, out on a hill called Calvary, that same little perfect lamb, that same little unblemished lamb, the same one that's followed Mary everywhere, hung on a cross between two thieves, suffered, bled, and died, hung his head between the locks of his shoulder, was taken down and put in a borrowed tomb, where he stayed all night Friday night, and all day Saturday, and all night Saturday night, Mary's little lamb, Mary's little baby, 
laid in a cold grave. But early Sunday morning, he got up with all power, all power. And now, and now, that same lamb follows me because I heard David say, surely, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Is there anybody here that understands that is more than a story? It is more than a story. It's more than a baby. He's more than a man. It's more than an incident. It's the deliverance. It's the deliverance. It's the deliverance in my soul. So the joy of Christmas is about new birth. It's about another start over. It's about celebrating God in the flesh who loved man, who loved us enough that he came down 42 generations. What I like about it, Gail, God never lied. Moses is on the mountain. He's trying to see God. He said, just show yourself to me. And Ramona, that ought to be our prayer. We ought to, we ought to have such a relationship with God that at some point we ought to say, just show yourself to me. God tells him, he says, you can't, you can't handle seeing me. Man can't look on me and live. You can't handle seeing me. He said, but this is what I'll do. I'll pass by. And I'll allow you to see my backside. This just me. Ain't, 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 this just me. This just my theology. Ain't, ain't nobody told me this. I, I, I was just praying one day and the Holy Ghost showed this to me. God said, I'll pass by and you can see my backside. Man cannot see me and live. But you can see what comes after me. I believe the part that God wanted to show was Jesus. Because man was able to look upon Jesus. And when they looked upon him, he said, if I, good God Almighty, be lifted up. If you just look unto Jesus. The author and the finisher of your faith. If you just look unto Jesus, you live and not die. Maybe somebody here today, you, you got so twisted, so caught up with the, the watered down version of this story. But this, this, young, this young child, his, his, his destiny was different than yours or your children. No mother in here thinks of giving birth to a child and that child's death. But Mary gives birth to her son knowing that he was born to die. He didn't come to stay. He come to collect as many believers as he could while he was here physically. 
But he had to come in a natural way. He had to be born. And in order for you and I to attach ourselves with him, we too have to be born again. It's simple today. John said it best, for God so loved the world that on Christmas Day, he gave. Whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Paul comes around and writes it a little bit different, but it's the same context. He says, if thou wilt confess with thy mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that shall be saved. We can do all of the confessing and all of the believing. We must first understand he was first born. And we celebrate his birth. Don't celebrate getting, getting a nut, who you're going to get a gift from. You've already got the perfect gift. You've already got the perfect gift. This is more than a story, y'all. It's more than something you just sit your children around. This, this is our very lifeline. It connects us back to the Lord. If you're here today and you're unsaved, you, you can give a gift today. If you're here today and you're unsaved, you can give the gift of your soul. You can give it over to the Lord today. Not to me, not to none of these preachers, not to these deacons, but you can give the gift of your life over to the Lord today. And you may wonder how. By simply publicly confessing, I believe. I believe that he was born. I believe that he died. I believe that he yet lives again. Oh, and don't forget, I believe he's coming back. The doors of the church are open. Won't you stand? Won't you come? Won't you come?